Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Lesson 160, I am at home. Fear is the stranger here. I hope you're having a good experience. I hope that the miracles are starting to unfold in your life in the way that they are beginning to unfold in mine. It is really astonishing the extent to which this stuff really works if you adhere to it and if you stick to it and if you develop a certain degree or a certain amount of discipline regarding it and making yourself available to be a miracle worker and devoting each day, each day to miracles, things just start to happen. And you don't have to do anything other than work these lessons, keep an eye on your thinking, stay out of the way, and let God do, let God do the rest. This is not the only way. This is not the only way to access the miraculous. It is one of the most powerful ways. So without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Lesson 160, I am at home. Fear is the stranger here. Fear is a stranger to the ways of love. Identify with fear and you will be a stranger to yourself. And thus you are unknown to you. What is yourself remains an alien to the part of you which thinks that it is real, but different from yourself. So what is yourself remains an alien to the part of you which thinks that it is real, but different from yourself. So what is yourself with a capital S? So what is your actual self remains an alien to the part of you which thinks that it is real, but different from yourself. That's some of that ACIM, Course in Miracles, word salad, word soup. Sort that one out on your own. Who could be sane in such a circumstance? Who but a madman could believe he is what he is not and judge against himself? There is a stranger in our midst who comes from an idea so foreign to the truth he speaks a different language, looks upon a world truth does not know, and understand what truth regards as senseless. Stranger yet, he does not recognize to whom he comes and yet maintains his home belongs to him while he is alien now who is at home. And yet how easy it would be to say, this is my home, here I belong, and will not leave because a madman says I must. So you can look around the world nowadays and see people who are completely insane, who are insistent in defending their insanity on, you know, they, they come from all aisles or all sides of all aisles. There are people who are completely just out of their minds, completely disconnected from source, completely disconnected from God and defending their positions and then viciously protecting, projecting all of that towards others and in many cases ruining the lives of others. What reason is there for not saying this? What could the reason be except that you had asked this stranger in to take your place and let you be a stranger to yourself? No one would let himself be dispossessed so needlessly unless he thought there was another home more suited to his tastes. Who is the stranger? 
Is it fear or you who are unsuited to the home which God provided for his son? Is fear his own created in his likeness? Is it fear that love completes and is completed by? There is no home can shelter love and fear. They cannot coexist. If you are real, then fear must be illusion. And if fear is real, then you do not exist at all. How simple then the question is resolved. Who fears has but denied himself and said, I am the stranger here, and so I leave my home to one more like me than myself and give him all I thought belonged to me. Now is he exiled of necessity, not knowing who he is, uncertain of all things but this, that he is not himself and that his home has been denied to him. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to try to get the, the intonation right. Now is he exiled of necessity, not knowing who he is, uncertain of all things but this, that he is not himself and that his home has been denied of him. What does he search for now? What can he find? A stranger to himself can find no home wherever he may look, and he has made return impossible. His way is lost, except a miracle will search him out and show him that he is no stranger now. The miracle will come. For in his home, his self, capital S, remains. It asked no stranger in and took no alien thought to be itself. And it will call its own until, and it will call its own unto itself in recognition of what is its own. Who is the stranger? Is he not the one yourself calls not? You are unable now to recognize this stranger in your midst, for you have given him your rightful place. Yet is yourself, yet it is yourself, capital S, as certain of its own as God is of his son. I'm going to read that again. Yet is yourself as certain of its own as God as of his son. He cannot be confused about creation. He is sure of what belongs to him. No stranger can be interposed between his knowledge and his son's reality. He does not know of strangers. He is certain of his son. God's certainty suffices. Whom he knows to be his son belongs where he has set his son forever. He has answered you who ask, who is the stranger? Hear his voice assure you, quietly and sure, that you are not a stranger to your father, nor is your creator stranger made to you. Whom God has joined forever whom God has joined, remain forever one. At home in him, no stranger to himself. Today we offer thanks that Christ has come to search the world for what belongs to him. His vision sees no strangers, but holds his one, but holds his own and joyously unites with them. They, say he, they see him as a stranger, for they do not recognize themselves. Yet as they give him welcome, they remember, and he leads them gently home again where they belong. So that paragraph, the, the, the hymns, they see him as a stranger, for they do not recognize himself. The hymns are all capital H. Yet, they give him, yet as they give him welcome, they remember, 
And he, capital H, leads them gently home again where they belong. So this is kind of like the Lord is my shepherd. So the, the people who are disconnected from their self with the capital S are kind of like the wandering sheep. And God, Jesus, is the shepherd who calls them in, who rounds them up. No one does Christ forget, not one he fails to give you to remember that your home may be complete and perfect as it was established. He has not forgotten you, but you will not remember him until you look on all as he does. Who denies his brother is denying him. And thus refusing to accept the gift of sight by which his self is clearly recognized, his home remembered, and salvation comes. And salvation come. So this is a particularly... Um, there's just a lot to unpack in this lesson. There's a lot to unpack in all of these lessons. We could go back to lesson one, which is nothing in this room means, I believe it's nothing in this room means anything. And, and all you're doing is looking around your room and saying, nothing in this room means anything. This book does not mean anything. This sign does not mean anything. This poster does not mean anything. This Himalayan salt lamp does not be, mean anything. And you're doing that for 30 seconds or a minute. And you're thinking, this is going to be easy. Then when we get to the, we are in the thick of it. When you get to this section of the book, just about the halfway point, things just get really dense. This stuff is really, really dense. It's so dense that I've been through this. This is probably my fourth time through, and I'm still having a, a hard time even wrapping my head around what he's saying here. So it makes it even challenging to minister for it. So... If you're feeling overwhelmed at all, that's okay. That's normal. That's natural. What I would challenge you to do is spend the 15 minutes with God at the beginning of the day and the 15 minutes with God at the end of the day. And all you need to say to yourself, if there's no prayer like there generally is or like there often is, you just remind yourself of the lesson. I am at home. Fear is the stranger here. And then sit and be with God. <clears throat> there's a lot in this particular lesson about the self with a capital S remaining the alien to, you know, the small self, the ego self, the self that is hell-bent on destruction and dissociation and revenge and all of that, that the self with the small S is an alien to the self with the big S. And as you remember or become willing to remember the self with the big S, you see that God has been waiting for you all along. God never abandoned you. My awakening, my initial uh, spiritual awakening experience that happened in a treatment center in 2007, just about 16 years ago, it, was, it occurred more like a remembering. Like there would, had been something that I had known all along that I was really just being brought back to. It was like, ah, oh, yes. Oh, that's right, God. And so, so much of this is about just, it's almost like a, it's surrender, remember, surrender, remember, surrender, remember for me. So we're remembering God. We're doing the work to remove the clouds so that we can remember what has been there all along. If you don't understand it, you don't understand it. Just do your best. Spend five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes with God in the morning and see how your day goes. Thanks again so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.
Okay, because my music